Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy. Today, I want to share with us a message uh, that is not just for Christmas. Uh, and this is a message that I hope uh, will bless you today as we celebrate and remember Christmas. But it will also bless you and guide you and, 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 and into a, a more testimony-filled 2023. That's right. Today, uh, we want to both touch on Christmas but also on the new year. Uh, so again, you know... Uh, we just want to spend this time looking into God's Word. Uh, so before we turn into uh, our scripture for today, which by the way, uh, we'll be reading from Matthew uh, chapter 1, and uh, we're going to be reading from verse 18 to 25. So Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 to 25 will be our main passage of scripture this morning. Uh, but before we read, would you allow me to pray? Let's pray, church. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Uh, God, we just thank you. We thank you um, that, that you first loved us. We thank you that you came and you rescued us. And so, God, we just want to uh, say, in a while, we want to we wanna read from your word. We want to hear your voice. And so, God, I pray that that, that your voice will come through my voice this morning. And we declare also that our hearts are open, our minds are alert. God, we are excited to receive and to hear from you. We want not just information today, but we want instruction and we want transformation. Lord, would you cause every verse, every letter of your word to come alive and let it jump out of the Bibles that we're reading it from and let it leap straight into our hearts. Would you change us from the inside out so that we become more like you? In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. So Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 to 25, we're going to read together. If your dad can hear a good amen, uh, and then after that, I'll give you the title. Is that okay? So Matthew 1, 18 says this, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, and he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated, God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from his sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took him his wife and did not know her, did not lie with her till she had brought forth her firstborn son and he called his name 
Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless the, 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 the reading of His Word. And uh, if you're taking down notes, you know, uh, my message or my, the title of my message today is none other than Emmanuel. Emmanuel. Amen. Emmanuel. God with us. And my hope is that we don't just ponder upon this blessing. It's a blessing. Amen. You know, Christmas is not about Turkey. Christmas is not just about peace on earth. Christmas is about God with us. You know, of all religions, Jesus is the only God that came near to His people. No other religion, every other religion will try to point you on how to get to God. Christianity is the only one where God came to get us. You know, I always use this example. You know, it's like, you know, imagine if you live in a place that's really hard to access and where there's not much data, where there's not much reception, and so you can't even reply on a, 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 a GPS or, 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 you know, use whatever apps that you're using. You can't rely on that. And, and, and so the only way, if, if, if I live in a place that has bad, you know, a beautiful place, uh, but maybe has bad reception or, 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 you know, has different things that affects the reception. The only way for me to invite you to my dinner party, for you to, for, for the only way for me to invite you to, to hang out at my place is for me to personally come and get you. And that is what Jesus did. He personally came. Christmas is about Jesus personally coming and personally extending His invitation for us to be with Him for all eternity. You know, God with us, I hope, is not just a nice thought uh, that we ponder upon during Christmas, but God with us is an immense blessing because how many know that God is not just with us during Christmas? God is with us every day, especially if you're a child of God. If you, if you call Jesus Lord and Saviour, if you call God your Father, then you are never forsaken. You are never abandoned. You are never left alone, no matter what you're going through right now. Turn to your neighbor. Turn to someone around you. Tap it out in the chat. You are not alone. Amen? Liverpool didn't come up with the you will not walk alone or you will never walk alone. It was Jesus. Amen? Jesus was the OG. And, uh, you know, and this is not just during Christmas time. I pray that this Emmanuel blessing, this Emmanuel revelation uh, will be something that will be with you, something that will mold you, transform you, and, and help you look and prepare in at the new year, at 2023. i got to say that a few times, otherwise I'll forget. 2023, oh man, how many of you are ready to write down 2023 on your calendar, on your diary? I'm not. But anyway, I hope that the, the, the power of Emmanuel, the power of Christ with us, Jesus with us, God with us will be able to help us brave and step into the new year, step into 2023 courageously, full of hope, knowing that, that God is with us in January. God is with us in February. God is with us every season of the new year. Amen. If you believe it, can I hear a good amen? And so, what does it mean to have God with us? Uh, I, I want to just 
help us to draw three points from the scripture that we just read. You know, if, if God is with us and if this is not just a Christmas blessing, you know, then, then, then by all means, you know, uh, our lives should be transformed. Amen? You know, if, if you hang around, how many of you have been there before? You hang around with some friends, uh, very dear friends, very good friends, and before you know it, you know, you, you start speaking like them. You start using the same lingo. Uh, you start sharing the same jokes, you know. Uh, you, you, and, and, and the same with God. The more we are with God, the more we allow God to come near, the more we realize that it's a blessing, not a burden, to have God with us. Then, then our life will be transformed. There I say our lives will be more blessed. That's right, friends. If you're watching this and you don't know Jesus, hey, I'm telling you that life begins with God. Amen? You know, it's when you have Jesus in your life that, that, that your life begins to heal. Your life begins begins to be restored. Your life begins to be even more blessed. Amen? And but, but for us, I want to help us to draw up three points. So point number one is this. If, if, if God is with us, if the blessing of Emmanuel dwells within us for all eternity, then it means that we should welcome more interruptions. That's right. Point number one interruptions. You know, the story that we just read earlier on uh, wasn't just about um, Jesus coming, but it was about God's interruption. You know, God interrupted this young, poor couple's uh, uh, wedding plans. They interrupted their, their, their plans for the family. You know, uh, maybe they were even thinking, oh, when we get married, maybe, you know, we'll, we'll start thinking about having children in three years' time. But all that <laughs> went out the window when God stepped in. But I want to encourage us to see from a different perspective. You see, when God steps in, when God interrupts our life patterns, when God interrupts our life, when God interrupts our plans, it is never to ruin them. It is never uh, to punish you. You know, how many know that Mary and Joseph were not being punished? God interrupted, but they were not being punished. Their life didn't decrease, but their life increased. Faith, increase in hope, increase in just, you know, every blessing and, and history-making endeavor. So in the same way, you know, I pray that in the new year, I pray that even today, you will say yes to God interrupting you. No, if you look at it, Joseph uh, had been interrupted by God. Joseph had a plan to marry you know, he's betrothed, he's engaged, his fiance, Mary, and, and God interrupted that. God didn't check with him, but God interrupted it. And in the interruption, he, because of him being a just man, uh, he wanted to do the reasonable thing. He thought that, you know what? It's very hard for me to wrap around what's happening with Mary. And so what, the, the, you know, out of, you know, so just, so just, you know. He's like, out of love, you know, still loving her, still loving God. Let me, let me at least discreetly, let me secretly, you know, call off our engagement. And, and, and that sounds like a reasonable thing to do. But I tell you, if he had carried on with it, it would have been the wrong thing to do. Yeah. You see, many times, we think that we're doing the reasonable thing. We think that, you know, our giving is reasonable. Mm -hmm. 
Our living is reasonable. You know, when you think of, oh, how do I live for, for Jesus? How do I live for Christ? You know, I, I, many times I get asked by people, you know, how do we live, uh, uh, you know, representing Christ? You know, they always say, Pastor, you always share about, you know, share Jesus to your friends, but, but how does that look like, you know, in, 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 in my workplace? How does that look like at, at home? And, and I'm always telling them to start with a small obedience. Because you might think that is reasonable to separate work and faith. Because that's what everybody thinks. Oh, you know, uh, faith and politics really disrupt. And so uh, to unite at the office, let's not talk about politics. And let's not talk about faith. But those of us who work, you know that people talk about politics all the time. In fact, that's even office politics. <laughs> and yet, despite all that, we still try to be reasonable and not talk about faith. But how many know that Sometimes our reasonableness can be an enemy to God. You know, Joseph's reasonable idea of, the, of, of calling off, you know, the engagement with Mary would have been a wrong move. And so you know what this means? It means that God would oftentimes interrupt our plans, interrupt our lives, you know? Sometimes we might not like it, you know? Who likes having our lives and our best late plans turn upside down, you know? Uh, all of my, you know, uh, super organized uh, friends in, in church will hate that, you know? Because you, you, you love your, 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 you know, little you know, checklist. You love your, 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 you know, your, your organizational skills and, and Monday dot com and, and whatever and then to suddenly go like God says that it's not Monday it's Christmas day you know here comes heaven here comes Jesus and it feels like an enormous interruption and yet God was just trying to get us to do the right thing are there some things in your life right now that you feel God interrupting? Is there something before the year ends or even as you're preparing to the new year? Maybe you've made certain decisions in the new year. Maybe you're a student and you're saying to yourself, in the new year, uh, exams are going to come. And so I'm going to do the reasonable thing. I'm going to focus on my studies so that I, I, I know I, I can glorify God in that way. We, we always do that, right? It's very reasonable. Oh no, because you know, oh, my results can be an act of, of worship and glorification of God, of course it can. But that doesn't mean you need to sacrifice church. And many times that's what we do. We, we, we say it's reasonable to focus on my studies, so I'm going to cut back on serving. I'm going to cut back, you know, it, the, the new year, uh, the, the price of living is going up. So it's only reasonable that I give less, you know, because, you know, uh, uh, God says, you know, to, to, to take care of family, you know, we, we justify all these things. And yet, God will oftentimes interrupt. So what is God interrupting? What is God interrupting? Your, you know, what plans has He been interrupting? Your, your, is it the way you look at the future? Is it the way you look at serving? Is it the way you look at even how you're going to live for Him? You know? And so friends, in the new year, I pray that you will not just do the reasonable thing. I pray that you won't just give God reasonable worship. I pray that you'll give Him the right worship. I pray that you won't just live a reasonable faith. I pray that you will live a right faith, a God-fearing faith, a God-pleasing faith in the new year. You know what else God also interrupted, Joseph? He interrupted how He would have named the firstborn son. 
The scripture that we read earlier on, the angel of the Lord gave detailed instructions, you know, and not just assurance, but instruction on how, you know, Joseph were to process this firstborn son. First of all, this is not of man. This is of God. And maybe for some of us here, recently God's put a burden in your heart. And you're thinking to yourself, you know, is, is this me <laughs> or is this God? You know, I pray that you will allow the interruption of God. You know, what do I mean by interruption of God? I mean that things, the whispers of the Holy Spirit that's already beginning to happen in your mind and in your heart. Stop saying that it's just you, right? Joseph could have, you know, wrongly named the child. He could have labeled the child as man-made, God interrupted and says, don't call what I made man-made. And maybe that's like a prophetic word for some of us here. Maybe you're, you're, you're living by faith and, and, and you've made certain decisions that, that you're still waiting, faith decisions that you're still waiting to play out. And maybe as a result of the delay, you trusted God and yet your breakthrough seems to be delayed, there is a temptation to, in the new year to have a more reasonable faith. Uh, at least that's what you tell yourself. But, but, but what you're really going to do or plan to do is going to have a more safer faith, a more mediocre faith, a, a more conservative faith. And yet God is saying that, hey, don't call what I am doing. Don't call what heaven has made man-made. That move that God challenged you, that step of faith that you took, that wasn't you. That was God. Just wait for His intervention. Amen? And, and not just that. You know, um, uh, uh, you know, He gave instructions. The angel of the Lord gave instructions to Joseph to name the child Jesus. Jesus. You know, in, in, in Hebrew, it's Yeshua. Jesus, which means that, you know, Yahweh is salvation. You know, or God it will save me. God will deliver. And maybe that's another uh, prophetic interruption. I want to uh, be used by God to interrupt into your lives. Maybe there are certain things that have happened in your life that you've put a wrong label on. Maybe there is, I don't know, a, a certain tragedy that's happened in your family. And, and you're tempted to label it a tragedy. You're tempted to label it a bad decision. But what if it's not by chance? What if there is another dimension behind that tragedy? What if behind that seemingly tragedy, God wants to put on the label that God saves? Amen? And so, you know, I pray that in the new year, I pray that starting from now, we will be people that says that if God is with us, then God, I welcome you to interrupt me. Interrupt my plans because your ways are better than my ways. Interrupt my thoughts because my thoughts often go to a dark place, but your thoughts always lead to life and life to the full. You know, interrupt my habits. Maybe you've got some habits that, that, that you know, you, you, it has not been good for you. And so would you say, would you say, God, I, I, I don't just want you with me. I want you to interrupt me. Amen. That's the greatest uh, uh, act of intimacy, you know, and, and oftentimes, you, you you see that you know that um, you know that that someone can be a very uh, respected, very powerful, but 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 one call 
from their child. One phone call uh, that their child is sick in a hospital and the CEO leaves the meeting room. You know, and, 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 and that, that kind of interruption is, is an act of intimacy. And, and so when we say, God, interrupt me, we're also saying that, God, you know, I give you the keys to my life. I give you the final edit to all my plans, you know. It's reasonable to, to safeguard our plans, you know. And it's reasonable uh, to not take in everyone's opinion because in the world that we're living in, everyone has an opinion, but not every opinion is valid. However, God's opinion is always valid. And so when we say, God, interrupt me, we're also saying that, God, in the new year, I want you to have the final say in my life. Amen? Amen? Would you just type out in the chat, if you're watching this with someone, would you just say, God, I give you permission to interrupt my life. Amen? Amen. That's point number one. Wow. Point number two is this. Integration. Integration. You know, in the new year, I hope that it won't just be more interruption from the Lord, but I pray that it will be more integration, more integration, more synergy, if you like that word, and more working together. You know, in the world that we're living in right now, you know, one of the buzzwords is this, work-life balance, work-life balance. And I get asked this quite often, you know, pastor, work-life balance, I find, you know, I find that I'm burning out. I find that, you know, uh, I need a break. And, and, and sometimes we can get into the extreme and, and everything is a Sabbath, you know. And we see some Christians do that. Oh, I'm just having my Sabbath. Everything is... And don't, don't get me wrong, I love the Sabbath. And, and, and you know, one day we'll do a, a full teaching on that. Uh, but I want to introduce you a new word. You know, in the new year, I believe, you know, this whole week, God has just been dropping this into my heart. He says this to us. He says this to me. I, I believe that this is a word for someone out there. Forget work-life balance. Say hello to work-life integration. Work-life integration. And what am I saying? I'm saying that God is saying, hey, I don't want that to be walls in your life. You know, I want you to, to flow with me. And not just that, God is saying that I love you so much. I'm not just in the business of, of making you look like a hero in church, but a zero at work. You know, sometimes we think that that's what it means to live for God. Oh, I'll, I'll be a hero when it comes to all things faith. And, and if the world treats me like a zero, if the world looks at me like a zero, so be it. Now, don't get me wrong. That is, uh, uh, in a way, a very courageous way. It's basically saying that, no, when it comes to everything, I, I choose God over all else. But I also want to give you good news. The good news is this, God doesn't want to see you fail. God doesn't want to see your studies fail. God doesn't want to see you jobless. God doesn't want to see you uh, without provision. God doesn't want to see you with poor health. God doesn't want to see your marriage, you know, broken. God doesn't want to see your, your relationships become toxic. God doesn't want to see your family fall apart. God doesn't want that. God wants the opposite. God wants to see your whole family saved. Now, God's Word says that when one is saved, the whole family is saved. God wants to give you life and life to the full. And so maybe for some of us here, stop trying to think of, you know, there's time to work and then there's a time to rest. What if you can find God in your work and you can also find work in your rest? You see, this is how God integrates. Because coming back to the scripture that we just read, what did the angel of the Lord, speaking on behalf of God, what kind of deep, spiritual, 
miraculous instructions did he give to Joseph? Did he tell Joseph? Because God has done it before, don't get me wrong, right? You know, he told Moses, Moses, stretch off your hand. You know, Moses, you know, uh, uh, strike the rock with your staff and, and you know, water comes out, the earth shatters, you know, manna drops from heaven, uh, the, the Red Sea splits. And yet, what instruction did Joseph get? He got parenting instructions. He got relationship advice. You see this? God's not just into... You know, oh, I want you to be studying the Bible more. No, no, God is saying that, hey, Joseph, be a good fiancé. And, and don't prejudge her. I know you're a just man and you're just trying to do the reasonable thing, but you would you allow some God integration in your life? And don't just do the reasonable thing, do the right thing. And God, look at it, look at the Scripture. God was giving relationship advice. God was giving parenting advice. And, and God was giving, you know, what to name the child and, 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 and all this. And what does it mean? It means that God is saying that even in parenting, there's ministry. Even in your relationships, I can be glorified. You see, oftentimes, we, we want one or the other, right? We go like, you know, oh, oh no, I'm, I'm, I'm just, you know. We, and as a result of the separation, we, we can even start to see church as work. Serving as work. And, and, and that's not how God wants you to see your life. That's not how God wants you to see ministry. And, and, and you know, I, I, I get discouraged when I hear people say things like, oh, I serve on the worship team. I'm not saying people in our church. I hope that nobody's in our church. I have maybe, you know, a little bit, you know, uh, to protect everyone. I've heard it been said. Not by you, but been said by other people. That, you know, just because I serve on the worship team, I, 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 I can't receive. I serve in the children's ministry, and so I can't receive. And, and, and that's not how God wants it to be. As a result, we start seeing serving as a chore. Oh, because I serve as an usher, I can't worship. No, no, God wants integration. And so usher, or anyone thinking of Serving as an usher new year. Maybe you're afraid to serve as usher because you love worshiping the Lord so much and you're thinking to yourself, but if I serve as an usher, there will be you know, separation. No, no, no. There will be not separation, more integration because it's just standing outside. And even though you're not, you're not uh, uh, playing an instrument, every handshake, you're leading people to worship. Just think about it, right? right? The, 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 the worship leader, you no know, Sam or different ones, you know, they, they, they lead people, come on, sing this song, come on, sing this chorus one more time. And what does the usher do? Uh, usher, if you want to look at it in an integrated way, is literally grabbing people by the hand and leading them into church so that they can worship God. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. You know? And the usher, by passing the, the, the offering back, is leading people to worship God. And says, hey, give. <laughs> Maybe in the new year, that's what the ushers will do. Don't stand in front of you and go like, uh, I noticed you haven't been uh, putting any. <laughs> I'm just joking. But integration, friends. And so I pray that in this new year, it will not be a year of burnout for you. It will not be a year of separation for you. But I, I, I pray that the anointing of the Holy Spirit will come upon you and you begin to see your workplace, not just as work, not just as a place of your promotion, but I pray that it can also be a place where you can also promote 
a life lived for Jesus. Amen? You know, and, 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 and what do I mean by this? Begin to allow God to integrate. Again, look at Scripture. Joseph pleased God. He was living the integrated life and what he was doing. The most God-pleasing thing he was, he, was, he was doing was to be a good parent. And maybe for some of us, you know, that's how you can reach your marketplace. Start being efficient. <laughs> start, oh, I'm not, not, not no, your, your, your boss didn't pay me to say this. Okay? And, you know, start being efficient. Start being on time. Uh, start showing up. Uh, start hitting your deadlines. And if you go like, oh gosh, you know, I came to church today, I escaped work. No, no, no. And God is saying that integrate. You know, you might be saying, that, oh, easy for you to say, Pastor, you don't work in my workplace. I know I don't. But you know who can go with you? Jesus. The Holy Spirit. Do you see this? A lot of us, we've been trying to grind in the marketplace without Jesus. You've been trying to get that promotion without Jesus. You're trying to get that job without Jesus. Would you start saying, as simple as this, God, I really need to be a better role model at work. Even though I'm not the boss, but I believe that, 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 when, when, that I need to represent you better. And let me start with the small things. Let me start by, I don't know, being polite. <laughs> Let me start by uh, turning on the camera. I don't know. Let me start by turning up for work on time and God help me. That's what integration is. God help me. Help me to wake up. Don't just depend on your iPhone to wake you up and the snooze button. No, say, Holy Spirit, help me to wake up. Oh, the Holy Spirit is very good at waking people up. You know? And, and, and don't just... Don't, that's what integration means. You know, are you... Uh, having a tough time reaching your friends, don't just think that it's going to be by your, uh, I don't know, the, 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 the messages you, uh, the, the, you watch on YouTube, the books you read that will give you the words to, to argue and rebut. No, 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 no. Begin to integrate and say, God, how can I cook them a meal? How can I bless them? I've got troublesome housemates. Ah! Okay, God, help me to love them. Help me not to split the bill. Help me to be more generous. Help me to buy them a gift. And what has buying a gift got to do with, with reaching people? Integration. Integration. Amen. And so I, I pray that in this new year, it will be a year of more integration, less burnout. May the Holy Spirit be at work at your workplace. And every young working adult say, Amen. 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 Uh, may every, don't just use office politics to, to win over your boss. Rely on the grace of God. Be salt. Be light. And in your serving, may you find rest. In, in your worship leading, all the worship team members, Merry Christmas. In your worship leading, may you learn to enjoy and not just be focused on hitting the right notes. But may you learn to be lost in God's presence as you lead others to be lost in God's presence. Home leaders, as you teach, may you first be immersed with God's Word. And so it doesn't become a performance, it becomes a sharing. And you're sharing how God has already spoken to you. Amen. Let there be more integration. You know, let there be more rest 
in ministry, let there be more of the Holy Spirit at work. Amen? Praise God. Point number three. This is my last point for you. Point number three is this. Intercession. Intercession. Now, I know what some of you who are familiar with this word are immediately thinking, oh, prayer. Mm-hmm, we got it. No, no, no. Intercession, the, the, the word intercession actually means this. It's the act of using your influence to make someone in authority forgive or save others. You see, we use it in prayer, rightfully so, because we know that through prayer, we have access to the one with all the authority. His name is Jesus. He's the King of kings. He's the Lord of lords. Pray to Jesus and, and, and all of your problems go away. Amen. We, we, we see that. But, but intercession also, I believe, can also mean starting to live the new year not just for yourself, but for others. In this new year, would you endeavor to be, I don't know, a little bit more helpful? <laughs> you know, a little bit more uh, 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 intentional. In, in this new year, would you use your influence? Would you use the blessing that God has placed in your life? All of us, we have an influence. All of us, we have a blessing. All of us, we have a grace. You know, and, and, and would you learn to use that to bless someone? You know, especially someone that doesn't know Jesus. It's always been said that young working adults have a lot of money and not enough time. The students have a lot of time, but no money. You know, but both are graces. And so maybe in the new year, for those of us who have been blessed financially from the Lord, would you give yourself this challenge in the new year? I'm not just going to use these finances for my own investments, but I'm going to invest into someone. You know, maybe in the new year, it's time for a more spirit-led life. Maybe for those of us, and, and I'm not saying, that I'm just using this as an example. I'm not trying to be religious. I'm not trying to control how you are led by the Spirit. But let's say uh, you are blessed by the Lord with, with, with extra uh, money. Maybe in the new year, you can start to use that influence uh, uh, for God's kingdom purpose. And I don't just mean giving to the church, but maybe there is somebody in your life who you can bless, you know? And, and that's what intercession means. Intercession means that, you know, no longer living for myself, but I'm going to cover other people. Let me explain to you how I came to this point. So the scripture that we just read, right, um, ended well, Joseph receiving full of faith, and, and, and saying that, yes, God, let's work together, Emmanuel, God with us, Lord, integrate, you know, into my marriage, into my, my parenting, everything. Uh, but at the heart of it was also Joseph's obedience that he would not call off the engagement. Let, let me give you some context here. You see, in olden days, um, there was no such thing as a single mother. And I mean, there were. But it's not like today where single mothers are able to, you know, single mothers for various reasons are able to provide and their social wealth. You know, there's no taboo. But, but back then, it was a big taboo. If, if, if Mary were to be in the engagement to call off, she would be a single mom. I'm sure if that happened, God can turn it around and use it for good. Uh, but back then, 
if a woman during the engagement period, so back then what happened would be that uh, you know young couples would, would, would get engaged and, 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 and they would not have sex before marriage and they would not live together. And they, uh, it would, in that one year, they will uh, prepare, the guy will prepare things like saving up money to do, to buy a house and, and all these things. And, and, and maybe the girl will just be learning some uh, homemaking skills and, and, you know, different time, different context, but it, it worked for them. And so if a young girl who was engaged was found to be of child, it meant a few things. It meant that A, Either she cheated on her fiancé and the family will lose face, the family will kick them out, and that the engagement might be called off, she'll be left alone. That's bad enough. Or it could mean another thing. If a girl who was engaged was found to be pregnant, it could also mean that they broke their marriage or their engagement vows. Which means that it could, is, you know, sometimes you read and you go like, oh, poor Mary, you know, she'll be ostracized. But, but Joseph had everything to lose as well. Because it could also mean that he and Mary did the deed before they got married. They couldn't wait and they defiled the marriage before they got married. And that is equally taboo and equally ostracized. And so when Joseph made a decision not to divorce, it was him also embracing and saying, I will cover you. I will not leave you, Mary, to fight the battles alone. <laughs> and I will be with you together. We will suffer together, even though we know that it's not both our fault. But we will be in this together. And, 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 and let other people judge me. If they judge you, they're going to judge me as well. Do, do you see? The selflessness, the intercession, the cover-up. And so, that's what I, I feel the Holy Spirit wants to encourage us. In the new year, would you be used by God not just to live for yourself, but will you be used by God to say that, you know what? Let me cover someone's nakedness up. Let me, what I mean is, let me, you know, let me, let me protect someone. Let me, you know, if, if there is, you know, um, uh, politics at your workplace, don't be, come on Christians, don't be the guy that throws your friends underneath the bus. Be the one that jumps in front of the bus. Because that's what Jesus did. You know, in, 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 and I don't know, as practical, if you want to see your housemate saved, come on, even if you're not scheduled, wash the toilet. Take out the trash. Be a little bit more selfless. Cover for people a little bit. And, 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 and you'd be surprised how touched. They could be the hardest atheists, but when they start to see selfless gospel love in action, oh, they, they're going to they're gonna have their world shaken in a good way. Amen? And so in the new year, you know, another way to say this, can we be more sacrificial? Of course, I would also love to see more selfless prayer. Can we be a, 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 a church that loves prayer more, next year church, and not just pray for yourself? Maybe in the new year, don't just make time <laughs> to pray for yourself. Maybe see it as a privilege to pray for other people. Maybe 
maybe in the new year, start going around and, and start going around with a little notebook. Okay, I'm, still, I'm very old school. I carry on a notebook. Maybe for you, you don't carry on the notes app on your phone. And so maybe when you talk to someone and when they share a problem, don't just go like, oh, there, there. You know, why don't you write it down? It could be a colleague. You know, you don't have to tell them, like, can I pray for you? I mean, if they're not comfortable, that would just make it weird. But it, but how we know that you can pray for someone even if they don't know? And so maybe in the new year, start praying for your boss. Start praying for your housemate. Start praying for your classmate. Start praying for your parents. Start praying for others. Start praying for your church friends. Start praying for your friends outside church. Don't just make room for more prayer time, for your own blessing or your breakthrough, but make room for intercession. Amen? When Jesus came into Joseph's life, he started to live for others. It was no longer Joseph looking out for Joseph. It was Joseph covering up other people. Amen? And, and, and I, I believe that, that this is God's inspiration. This is God's revelation for us as a church in this season as we step into the new year and as we begin to make decisions and plans in our hearts on, on how you want the new year to look like may it involve God like never before may Emmanuel not just be something that we meditate on once a year during Christmas but may it be a truth that you cherish every day you wake up every day you wake up don't just say, thank you, Lord, for life. Say, thank you, Lord, that you're with me. I'm stepping into work, but I thank you, Lord, that you're with me. I'm stepping into class, but I thank you, Lord, that you're with me. I'm stepping into the unknown, but I thank you, God, that you're with me. Amen? And allow God, God, I'm going to do my best, but God, feel free to interrupt me. You know, I will never be too busy for you. God, interrupt me. And God, don't just interrupt. Let there be more integration. Let there be more synergy. You know, between everything that I do in my private life and my public life. Amen? And, and, and this is another word that God wants me to just release right now. God says that He loves private obedience more than public obedience. See, a lot of times we can be very good at public obedience. We go to church, we know how to say the right words, we know how to lift up our hands, we know how to dress the part. But, but public opinions, you might be able to fool other people, you can't fool God. And why do you want to fool God? You know, God, God loves you. God is saying you don't need to hide from Him. But would you learn to welcome more integration so that there can be more private obedience. Obedience when nobody is looking. More private obedience in your life. And the Bible says this, that the Lord who sees what is done in secret will honour you publicly for it. And so maybe your next breakthrough is hinged upon some private obedience in the new year. Would you do that? Would you allow God's light to shine in to some of the dark places of your life and say that I don't want to live in darkness anymore. In the new year, will we truly be not just a church without walls, but let us be Christians without walls. Let us not just go into autopilot mode when we walk to work or walk to church, but help us to be aware. If God has blessed us with more time, may we use that time to glorify Him. If God has blessed us with more money, may we use that money to glorify Him. If God has blessed us with talents, may we use our talents to glorify Him. If God has blessed us with a house, may we use that house to glorify Him. Amen? You might not think your place is much, but we, we, we're also hoping that in the new year, we can plant more homes. Let's bring God's presence nearer to people. 
Amen. Let's plant more homes in the new year. And I totally get it. Opening up your place is scary. Oh no, I'm losing my privacy. Oh no, I got to clean. And maybe when they leave, they won't clean. And you know, especially if you're a very OCD person. God bless all the OCD people. Amen. Be, be obedient Christian disciples, okay? OCD. Anyway, uh, last name joke. <laughs> but intercede. Use your privilege. Use your influence. Appeal to the highest authority on behalf of others who cannot. On behalf of others who don't have what you have. Amen. In a new year, would you truly say, God, more of you, less of me. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you that we are able to connect this morning even online. We thank you, Lord, for your word that cuts us, challenges us, shakes us up, but also leads us to life and life to the full. God, I know that, Lord, that, that you want us to live a blessed life. Not a prosperous life, but a blessed life. A life that's fully integrated with you. A life that is that is constantly interrupted by the divine appointments of the Holy Spirit. A, a life that, that, that sees interceding, serving others, helping others, blessing others, praying for others as a blessing. And so God, we truly believe that you've placed us here for such a time as this. You've placed us in this nation for such a time as this, Lord. May we not just echo what is said in the news. May we not just echo what other people are saying. May we not just parrot the noise of the world and, 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 and complain about how things are not getting better and complain about the economy, complain about the government. No, 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 no. May we be people that will pray more. May we be people that will serve more. May we be people that are more hospitable, more charitable, more selfless. Because you gave it all for us. May we remember, Lord, that all the blessing that you've given us, all the influence, all the privilege, all the connections, everything, Lord, all those things, we can't bring with us to heaven, but we can bring souls with us. So may we learn to value that which is truly valuable. May we learn to train with the giftings and the blessings you've given us and trade them for favour and for souls. Lord, trade them so that we can connect with someone, so that we can bless someone at our work, so that we can be a blessing to our family. So again, Lord, I just pray, you know, if there's anyone here right now and you feel this is a word for you, and maybe you're someone that doesn't like to be interrupted. You like to have things your way, but you feel like God is saying, would you allow me to interrupt? Would you allow me? We sing the song. Sometimes we hear on the radio, Jesus, take the wheel. But would you say, God, I truly say, Lord, truly, truly, this year, take the wheel. You know, stir me away from trouble when you have to. If that's you, would you lift up your hands and say, God, interrupt me. Interrupt me interrupt me. Don't, don't help me not just to be happy doing the reasonable. Help me to be passionate in doing the right thing. God, I pray for more integration. If that's you and, and you feel like in a work-life balance and all that, you feel like you just need to go on the next holiday but the truth is, friends, 
no matter how many holidays you go for, you're not rested. You're not happy. And, and you, so you think that it's more holidays, more... No, no, no. You, you don't need more work-life balance or work-life separation. You need more work-life integration. And I pray that the Lord will help you to find joy and fulfillment and achievement in what you work as, your career, nine to five. I pray that the Lord will also help you to see ministry opportunities in your nine to five. I pray that the Lord will also help you to see serving as joy and the privilege and rest and also to be excellent <laughs> in our serving so that we don't just give our work everything and God the leftovers. No, no, no. By God's grace, we're able to give 100% to all that God has placed in our lives when we're fully integrated. So Holy Spirit, would you fall upon us? Would you fall upon every believer in every room? Fall upon us. Would you just fall in? And Lord, let your anointing flow and trickle down and let it submerge and let every area of our life sponge up your anointing. God, we also pray, Lord, help us to do good. <laughs> help us to love our neighbour. The greatest command you say, love God with your all and love your neighbour as yourself. In the new year, may we get to know our neighbours. <laughs> may we love our neighbours. May we bless our neighbours. May we be a blessing in our workplace. May we be a blessing in our family. Even if my family hates you, Lord, I will be a blessing. I will pray for them. I will bless them. I, 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 will, I, will, I, I, I will intercede not just for their salvation, but for their healing and for their blessing and for them to encounter God and God to the full. The Bible says, taste and see and know that the Lord is good. God, may our lives be so full of you, so outward looking that people cannot help it, but through interacting with us, through conversations with us, taste of your goodness and have their eyes open. Lord, may we be the breath of fresh air in every organization that we're in, whether it's our campuses or our careers. May we be the breath of fresh air. May we be the light in the darkness. May we be the salt that adds flavor. Oh, Lord. Lord, we pray, Lord. Would you give us your anointing? Jesus, everywhere you went, it was a party. And that's why people wanted you everywhere. Jesus, they wanted you at their wedding. They wanted you at their dinner parties. They wanted you at the picnic. They wanted you. The sick wanted you. The rich wanted you. The religious wanted you. Everybody wanted you. And God, may we live that out. You are with us. You are with us. May that anointing, may that magnetic attraction that Jesus had begin to operate in a brand new level in our lives. We pray that, Lord, you will give us favour with the people around us as we intercede for them. And Lord, may we have the privilege in the new year of bringing more people to know you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Before I close today's service, I just want to quickly give people here an invitation. You know, we spoke a lot about Jesus loving us and how Jesus first came to save us. Friends, I'm here to tell you that God loves you. He truly does. 
Today we celebrate Christmas. We celebrate God's rescue mission for all of mankind. The Bible says that for God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, Jesus, that whosoever who believes in Him shall not perish. You see, God doesn't want you to perish. God doesn't want your marriage to perish. God doesn't want your health to perish. God doesn't want your work to perish. God doesn't want your finances to perish. God wants to give you life and life to the full. God wants to give you eternal life. And the key to that is in believing in Him. The key towards receiving all that God has in store for us is to remove anything that will stop God from flowing in our lives. And you know what stops God from operating in our lives? Sin. Our mistakes, our bad decisions, our selfishness, our dark corners, everything, every sin. But here's what I want you to know. Jesus loves you so much that He took all of your sins. And when He died on the cross, He took all of it. He absorbed all of it. And all of your sin died with Jesus. And three days later, He rose again, showcasing to the world that He truly is who He said He is. He's the Son of God who has triumphed over death. And so God has life and life to the full for you. God has a blessed life for you. God has an influential life for you. God has a purposeful life for you. Not a boring life, but the key towards unlocking all of that is to say yes to God, is to believe in Him and say, God, take my sin. God, I relinquish all of my mistakes. I relinquish control. I give you the right of my life. How, how do you do that? Easy as ABC, one, two, three. A, admit that you need God. Admit that you've sinned against God and you need His forgiveness. We all have made mistakes that have hurt people and not just people, but God. B, believe in Jesus. Believe that He loves you. Believe that He died for you. Believe that He rose again. And C, commit your life to Him. See, Christianity is not a religion. It's a relationship. It's not about saying this prayer once a year. It's not about saying this prayer and then that's it. It's about walking with Him. After you say this prayer, God comes into your life. God with us, Emmanuel, activates. <laughs> and then what happens? God wants us to walk with Him. And a relationship that is thriving is called a committed relationship. So would you commit your life to Him? If that's you, at the count of three, I pray that you make this decision. Amen. One, two, three. Amen. Amen. If you said that, you made a decision today, you, you, you want to receive Jesus, would you now allow me to pray with you? Amen. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my life. Come into my heart. And be my God, my Lord, my boss, my Savior. And fill me with your powerful and precious Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, 
Thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.actschurch.uk. God bless.